Hey folks, this is Kai, and you're listening to Queer Drunk Squad, where we apply a queer lens to sobriety. The first part of chapter one, which talks about the camaraderie aspect of the fellowship, in the sense that we, you know, it's liking it to... um, Kind of recovering from a, a shipwreck. Yeah, so, and they and they, and they even actually talked and they they um explained the story like uh, they mm-hmm. they went into a little more depth with that and explaining um, like you know the different classes and like you know when we I I mean when when they, when they were explaining it too I was like thinking Titanic the movie with yep. like Kate Winslet obviously and <laughs> and like and like how there were those different classes but in the end of it all like. It, it it basically gives like a good a good insight to how we are at meetings too, mm. right? Like there is this like we all come from different, and this is what is beautiful is like yes, being queer, straight, mm. cis, being whatever. Like we all come from our different stories, and some of us were homeless, some of us you know had a pretty good lives, mm. but in the end of it all, we all suffer with one thing that like you know mm. bring us together, and that's yeah, and you never really find another room that has like that many you know kind of like where you can see the differences but still be like you know we're you know yeah the camaraderie <laughs> totally. and all centered on a common peril right yeah uh, or peril. having overcome <laughs> or are dealing with a common peril yeah. and what I, th- I thought was really interesting i mean it, they're writing this in the 1930s in the big book right and right. this analogy of a, a ship liner is mm-hmm. like a, like the titanic is yeah. very kind of a prevalent way to travel and so yeah. it's a an easy reference point it might be a little bit lost on us because we don't travel by ship anymore. No. <laughs> I don't even think I've actually been on a ship like that's yeah, you know, like or across that. the Atlantic. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 no doubt. But for them, it would have like sunk in right and and immediately. Uh, but this sense that you know, there's this you know having just survived a shipwreck, which is a one moment in time thing. Yeah. But for alcoholics, we have a common peril always, yeah, right? Always. And so it's like having a repeated shipwreck yeah. week after week. And, and it's uh, even like yeah, because sometimes when you end up uh, end up bumping into somebody even outside of mm. whatever but you may have seen them at there was like that kind of common like you know yeah. almost like that head nod mm. and like you know the like, knowing look yeah yeah wink, yeah wink, exactly nudge, nudge. obviously not wanting to you know um <laughs> out them or anything or out yourself no. but i mean there is that like sense of being like right yeah. we're in this yeah, together yeah. you know so it's yeah no it's 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 quite beautiful and i i, I really dig um yeah that part of like the recovery right is yep. that fellowship is yep. having the having those meetings and having other people being in it with you right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and I, I love how they had a few jokes in there now it, you know many of us alcoholics not all of us but some are we are just very big into jokes yeah like even some pretty dark stuff we're like you know in stitches sometimes <laughs> and one of them is like you know they were talking about meetings and saying that you know we're all very friendly with one another and like you know not always but yeah. to some degree uh or more or less and uh at some points we're we're kind of talking at each other yeah maybe not listening <laughs> but definitely talking. i could definitely relate to that like outside of like when I was out still like right. there was a lot of like times where like and I, and I think I was talking to a friend about this like on where like you would be like planning things and mm. everyone just be talking about themselves which I mean is nothing different from what we're doing <laughs> in recovery sometimes too yeah. right but um there is this common thing that we want to help the other yeah. person too right like that's True. kind of the like the difference between like these shares that we do to the shares that like we might have done in a like a loud bar basically mm. trying to like up each other right? right like you know so um 
Yeah, there, <laughs> there, there is talking that at at talking at each other. I did find that kind of funny, though. So fascinating, though. Uh, but yeah, that uh, desperation or challenge is the kind of great equalizer. Yeah, it's very powerful in that sense, and um, and certainly plays out in a lot of a uh, lot of uh, fellowship settings. Yeah. Um, but then again, that fellowship is not enough no, for it's not. recovery. And before they go into what additional you know kind of experiences around spirituality there are uh it was really valuable that they went through the three types of drinkers just yeah. to kind of further break down the problem yeah and um what are those yeah those <laughs> i know so i guess pitch. i should I, I guess i should be saying something i don't know oh, yeah. i was like i even told kai i'm like oh yeah you're leading this one today so i'm just gonna kind of sit back and Chill. like just you know, laugh every once in a while and, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, they did explain the three drinkers and there was, like, the moderate drinker, the one that, like, you know, can, you know, have a few, get a little tipsy and then kind of just, like, call it off. Mm. Um, there's the heavy or the hard, the hard drinker or the heavy drinker, which is somebody that, yeah, it's not quite an alcoholic, though, yeah. but, I mean, like, it might drink and, like, I think they also explained how, um, how these heavy drinkers can sometimes be led into moderate drinkers mm. or even taking out of the drinking all altogether with mm -hmm. uh depending on like the change of um scenery or maybe yep. a partner or something like that that often change that i mean we like i we refer to those as like you know um uh geographical changes mm. which sometimes we think is going to help us right. if we're real alcoholics it doesn't no. <laughs> <laughs> but um and then there is the quote unquote a real alcoholic the which real is, deal <laughs> which is OG some, baby yeah and like somebody that like you know once the drinks in them they're not gonna stop mm -hmm. um the craving continues and um yeah and, and we often forget those moments too right like uh, we have like a good uh good thing or what was that thing that they mentioned oh just about like the you know our memories on that too right mm. on like on um getting to that point of uh you know, like forgetting how bad it was the first time, and then yes. like you know, get, getting into it again and again and again. The and mental they, blind spot. Yeah, and then they like they uh, they referred to later on in it where like um, I forget which one, Charlie or Joe, um, <laughs> one of those two guys that were talking uh, <laughs> at us. Um, we're talking about like the like the they used an example of them like using a bathtub or like uh, or like um i guess it was Char let's just say it was charlie <laughs> was like um i guess as a kid that oh, they would yeah. have to like um boil water to pour into the bathtub or whatever and i guess when he went into the bathtub he bent over and he actually his <laughs> butt like you know touched the the, the kettle or the yeah. stove which Scalding. You know, scalded him, and it would make him like not want to, like obviously not do that again, yeah. right? Like that yeah. it was so bad that like you know it's just like touching any like any of us that might have experienced touching a stove once. You're not gonna do it again, right? Nope. It's not like you know the pain is good yeah. enough, but yeah. something that the mind doesn't remember is how bad it was with the alcohol. So they kind of just referred to that like that like you know how how different those two two things are yeah. because you know Can we'll you keep imagine? on touching or keep on drinking right yeah. like you know I, can you imagine if you had a short-term memory and maybe some people who aren't there out yeah. there do and they can't remember yeah. that it hurt when yeah. they touch the stove and they do it over and oh over again because they don't have the self-protective <laughs> memory me measure of that that that, that would memory. be interesting actually that would be terrifying right so and it was really interesting with the real alcoholic part of the qualification of that is 
that they don't have a good reason why they f- took the first or why we took the first drink. Yeah. Right? Like just that, um, just like they're like I was happy, sad, whatever, and it just. And they did kind of refer to it as those things too, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah, definitely emotion led to yes. like whatever yeah. brought us to that. And I think yeah, they even used um, like I, I like I kind of wrote down. Um, kind of like mind then the body right this sort of mind over the mind over body where the mind is telling me i can but the body is telling me i can't Mm. you know Mm. like when it comes to the alcohol right so it's just like because the mind will kind of like you know like trick you a little bit into being like no no no, it's fine this time right and then we'll take another drink and then we're like the body will like remind us no we can't (laughs) because it's like we continue to go into this spiral or whatever right so yeah, and I I felt like it was something similar to like mind over body, you know, mind over matter kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, or that yeah, that's a very much the problem centers in the mind. In right? the mind, yeah. Or that's where we need to have the most focus or the most change. Yeah, is in then, perception. And I think, and I and yeah. I, I think, like I mean, as we discuss and go down further into the the steps, especially when we get into the more spiritual and the more mm. like other other kind of um, like not treatments um like elements steps. to those steps where like meditation and prayer are going to be mm. quite handy to kind of link us away from yeah like or at least be able to be more aware of where yes. the mind the mind is right mm-hmm. and how how those certain thoughts aren't going to and make a bit of a separation too right yeah. like i can have a thought but it doesn't mean i'm going to go yeah into it, because right? thoughts are yeah. just thoughts mm, and coming you for a visit. are not your thoughts right what? so it's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing I, I wanted to note uh, when I first came into the the rooms, I was I was challenged between identifying myself as a hard drinker or a heavy drinker and a real alcoholic. I still hadn't kind of worked through because for me, I did stop once my girlfriend broke up me. Yeah. Right? Like it was a hard enough reason where I was like, oh, something's up. Yeah. Um, but I also had the once I start, I can't stop piece. Right. Yeah. And I had the mental block and so forth. So it was just kind of clarifying and that's why they take so much time at the beginning to mm-hmm. really parse and it seems like uh, splitting hairs but yeah. you, the more specific you can be the better the diagnosis right? yeah and so be being able to kind of ID between hard drinking and being a, kind of an alcoholic is yeah. really key and so there might be features that there's a bit of an overlap for folks between hard drinking and alcoholism yeah. right and that's okay too right and it might be confusing at first and and I, I encourage people to lean into that uh, and continue to, to reflect and continue to explore course, uh, so yeah. that you just get that clarification you yeah. know, and you get settled into it. It took me a good few months to half a year to, to finally be like, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and for asking questions, getting people to you know describe their experience. There's uh, stories at the back of the big book that you know, really help out such a diversity of experiences uh, and so forth and really you know honing in on what it is exactly that I was going through uh, and everybody's experiences are, are unique but also in, there's an overlap there is an overlap and I mean like that's that's again like kind of just like what they were describing as like the camaraderie like the you know the group the, mm. the group as a whole right like there's gonna be a bunch of you know you may walk into like I, I often hear stories of people going to like you know their first meeting and sometimes it just being a bunch of like 
old old timers mm. um kind of like sitting around and you're like i don't fit in here like mm. you know until like you know maybe eventually hearing a few shares or going to a few meetings and trying and and checking out different things because different experiences will maybe come out and then yeah you will maybe hear your story yeah. or hear hear some of the um the symptoms of what like you might um you might relate to yeah. as well right yeah. Um, yeah i too i think i i felt myself off and on with you know and I, I did did the geographical change for a little mm. while I switched from you know alcohol to marijuana <laughs> for a little while you know the marijuana maintenance program as they call it um, but whatever it, when it came down to it it wasn't enough to just stay stopped mm-hmm. right there's always a different scenario situation a, 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 you know some kind of um, urgency to like you know you know have to you know kind of you know rise above rise to the occasion and like you know and 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 drink your face stupid right and it was just like good way of putting it yeah like literally it was especially if you saw my face afterwards it was just like like you know um yeah and uh yeah it took a while but i mean i definitely knew i had a problem um and i think when i first came into it like yeah there was definitely that like that wanting for it to stop yeah. and like that's like it was very easy to come to the come to terms with that first step for yeah. myself um before even hearing this like you know just knowing mm. that there's other people out there that like obviously have been doing it for years so i mean you know there's that there was that hope and mm-hmm. you know finding a different different um i mean because everyone treats their recovery differently and goes towards like you know because some of us do recovery houses and Mm. detoxes and stuff like that some of us do it on their own or like you know uh, do it like you know and still try to get by (laughs) you know in life and just go to a bunch of meetings or 90 meetings 90 days as they call or as they sometimes do um all which are you know like they i don't know if there's a right or wrong or uh, like especially when it comes to that like you know Mm. wherever your uh, situation comes from but um yeah just know that there's like just to add on to it right just to add on to your um your recovery with with the suggestions that there are offered Mm -hmm. and um yeah, at first, just, yeah, get into meetings and then, you know, talk to people and then... It'll evolve and expand from there. It will, right? it does, and it, it will and it does, <laughs> you know, and it, and, it, and, it, and it, like, I mean, like, you even mentioned that it took, like, a year and a half, right, like, to even come come up with the, idea, the fact that you were, right? It might even take that long to actually get, you know, finally kind of settled into True. your actual recovery, which might mean a couple of trials True. you know yeah. um you know because i mean even as they share in as we've read in bill's story that like you know it took a, a few times for yeah. him to really going but, in and out right yeah, yeah i mean that's because there was no program obviously set set up for him but i mean in the end it you know like um and that's why it's so important to have a fellowship that you can come back to, right? Yeah. If you do go out, it's okay. Yeah. Right? That's part of the experience. And yes, it's very painful. We want you back. Absolutely. You know, like that's the thing. Like that, that, you know, because if we, you know, if everyone just like <laughs> stayed out or if everyone just stayed where it is, like nothing would move, yeah. you know? And like there wouldn't be um, different experiences shared where, I mean, I, I often, I mean, as much as it's like kind of that like, I, I don't know if it's catch twenty two or like that. Like mm. you know, as much as I don't want to see somebody, 
you know, suffer through sure. through the through a relapse or or with the like, you know, with the things going on, and sometimes they don't come back, right? Because mm -hmm. of you know, um, but I I love hearing somebody share on their early experience something you know raw and something yep. you know early on for them where I can be reminded that. I don't need to go out and yeah. do it, right? As much as you know, you you did that for me and for people sitting in the room, right? Yeah. So you thanks for back. collecting the data. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for collecting the data and reporting back. Yeah, we'll give you a, we'll give you a twenty four hour chip, <laughs> and we're good to go. Give you a big hug, Aww. probably a phone number, and like you know, a little starter package or whatever, you know. Totally. But I mean, definitely keep coming back. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's when the magic happens. That the unfolding is. One other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, obsession. So we've talked about this now last episode. And oh, no, that was like the third episode. Oh, right. We just released right, right. the third Sorry, episode. <laughs> I've lost track of numbering. Yeah, we're uh, all like... So episode three yeah. was about obsession. Um, and here they talk a little bit about obsession, not uh, a lot, but... I sometimes, you know, we have words that we use all the time and mm -hmm. I've forgotten about the definition. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's not until you kind of go to the, the little dictionary or in this case, Joe and Charlie tell us the definition. I, uh, obsession is the idea that is so strong it overcomes all others. And then it even gets to a point where you can believe a lie. And this lie in this case is that we can drink safely. Yeah. So it was just like, it broke it down even further for me in ways I was like, oh, wow, that's so um, disconcerting, right? It mm -hmm. just kind of brought a new depth to how screwed yeah. I am when it comes to this disease, right? Um, and it's good to be reminded of that, not in this despairing, you know, what was me sort of way, but just more like, just matter of fact, yeah. like, okay. Cool, got it. Um, good to be, you know, let that sink in because my my brain will have me think all kinds of things sometimes. Yeah. Of course, I don't think about those too much more these days, but certainly I have in the past. Um, and that I don't think normally when it comes to alcohol. Sometimes even having to answer that question to other people, like being like, oh, so like, do you think you'll ever be able to drink? You're like, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't get it. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> and, and like, uh, and to be quite honest, like, I mean, the way that, like, I mean, you get me on a good day, I'm like, I'm like, usually like, yeah, no, I don't need it, right? Mm -hmm. On those other days, it's just like, yeah, you still don't need it, <laughs> even if it is kind of a crappy day. But I mean, at this point in my, that's that's how comfortable I am with that. But I mean. Right. I mean, we continue to do the work together, like yeah. us, uh, Kai and myself, and then also like continue to go to meetings, continue to be like you know reminded of like those things, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's you know because I, just to keep it fresh in our minds that it's not we're not going to be okay ever without mm -hmm. with putting any kind of uh, drug or drink into us. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so one other thing I wanted to kind of layer in here. I think you just said that twice now. <laughs> what another thing? How dare I? Wow. Uh, What's the other thing? Uh, another thing I wanted to mention is stats. Oh, stats. So uh, one thing that I think. Oh, that's what this piece of paper is. Oh, it's high each, I mean, I got li like research. literally, Kai <laughs> is the most organized person I've ever met. I mean, especially compared to myself, like, he has everything highlighted right now. He has a colorful, like, colored printed, like, <laughs> sheet here on uh, evidence belief. 
inform your patient. This is from the Rainbow Health uh, Ontario. Yeah. It's uh, evidence brief on LGBT people, drug use, har and harm reduction. So oh. it's just a compilation of some stats. So uh, we'll provide a link uh, just because I think it's really interesting because sometimes it's like, you know, how many LGBT people, you know, suffer from alcoholism or addiction? Um, you know, what are the issues? It's pretty high, too. It is. Isn't it? it? Is. And that's yeah. what, I mean, there's there's not as much widespread uh, stats or research done, but when there are um, LGBT-specific studies yeah. done, uh, we can see that the, the rates are quite high. And uh, one thing that I found really interesting is that LGBT folks start earlier with mm. drinking. Uh, you know, we can very easily understand why that is, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. you know, things start from very early the ages. Early ages and, and needing some way to deal with them, right? Yeah. Ooh, this is going to be really interesting, folks. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so... The stats. That's right. Uh, and then, so... You know, just kind of uh, as a, a coping mechanism for uh, stigma and exclusion and, you know, various uh. mental health issues that we deal with, isolation, discrimination, alienation, uh, and that we need a way for, to escape those. And some of us, you know, like myself earlier years when I was drinking, uh, you know, reached for that solution yep. at that time. Uh, another thing is that we lack non-bar spaces that are LGBT specific. Uh. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like that our go-to is bars and clubs yeah. for us to get together uh, yeah. and be to, you know, be, and so that often drives higher rates uh, mm. of substance use. Uh, there's also, you know, the history of criminalization, especially in the past, right? Yeah. So a lot of, uh, you know, older generation LGBT folks uh, have had to, you know, kind of like fly under the radar, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so there's kind of higher rates uh, dealing with that. And coping with stigma and trauma and so forth, uh, yeah, it's just a huge thing. Uh, another thing that the stats reveal is that you know when we're just comparing LGBT amongst ourselves, there are higher rates among lesbians and bisexual oh. women, which I thought was really interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah, so there's there's something going on there. Yeah, uh, that uh, you know creates that additional challenge. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I'm summarizing. Off we the top need of to my... have a lesbian woman on the show. Bingo. Please, if you're listening <laughs> and would like to be a part of this, <laughs> message us, email us, DM us. <laughs> yeah, in some cases, it's double the rate. Like wow. if we're looking at binge drinking, yeah. for example, it's sometimes double the rate than say, Interesting. gay or bisexual men. Wow. And of course, that's just based on the binary. They yeah, 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 for, right. For non-binary, right. yeah. so it might be different uh, if we were comparing in that way. Um, but in any case, there's just tons of really good information, and and we'll link that. There, there's a lot of um, you know elements to this disease for mm -hmm. us specifically that are unique to this population. Yeah. Essentially, another really interesting set that I think is very hopeful uh, is say for example for trans specific. Uh, if we're looking particularly at trans folks were earlier to come to recovery. Wow. And I don't know why that is, and I'm kind of curious about why that might be. Uh -huh. And of course, if you have your ideas and theories, please submit them. Um, uh. Queerdrunksquad at gmail.com. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, a lot going on, and I think this is where, this is the space in which we can start uh -huh. to unpack some of that. And I'm not saying we're going to solve all things here, but essentially just curious that there's stats that tell us a pretty grim story, some pretty cool stats yeah. in terms of hope. Um, but uh, there's there's a lot there. 
So what? Uh, yeah, can you read the? Um, so it's uh, Rainbow Health Ontario, and it's LGBT, LGBTQ people, drug use, and harm reduction. It's an evidence brief. Uh, we'll provide that link. I also have some other additional um, stats that are over, and I can't reach them. Oh, okay. I'll <laughs> get up and grab them for you. Uh, thank you. There you go. And this is from the National Institute on Drug Abuse, which is actually out in, uh, from the U.S. So sometimes we don't have enough data in Canada on mm. LGBTQ issues, and we have to go to the states to get <laughs> proxy data. Thank you, the U.S. Yeah. Um, but basically, they that a lot of it is echoed from the uh, Rainbow Health. Uh, but basically, there's tr high, much higher rates of, of substance use compared to our cis and heterosexual counterparts. We start earlier. Bisexual folks are particularly likely to um, have substance abuse issues. Um, and we enter uh, treatment with more severe substance use wow. compared to cis and heterosexual people. Also, uh, very speci uh, LGBT-specific programs are really useful for us to recover, mm -hmm. but there's so few of them. There's so few. Yeah, so, because, I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I experienced that yeah. and, uh, getting recovery and just being in, like, a like a heteronormative like kind of um, situation and like there are some houses out there that, but I mean like I, and even when it comes to like we, we've talked about like even um, going to meetings and stuff there's still that like mm. kind of lesser of you know that comfort for um, an all inclusive space right yeah. so um, yeah that's really interesting it is. We should be doing more, folks. <laughs> I just wanted to... We're having more for us. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so just wanted to state, you know, the higher rates um, among what, what's called sexual minorities. Uh -huh. uh, we're 39% uh, le likely to have compared to 17% for um, heterosexual counterparts. Wow. So it's not... It's, it's more than double, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's more than double the rate. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so nearly a, th and then a third, for yeah. marijuana, it's a third, uh, more likely. So that's interesting. Well, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for bringing some, some, some research, some, some research. <laughs> yeah. Put on your like nerd glasses uh, right yeah, now. That, um, it's good. It's good to have some sort of scope of what the issue yeah, is. Yeah. We might right. even have this as a second part, just as a, like a separate thing for people just to have a listen and yeah. maybe if they're more wanting to get more informed with we'll have the links up on our um mm. on our site slash um and, and with the with the um podcast as well so yeah. yeah if you're listening to this then you we managed to do that for you <laughs> <laughs> we're working it and we're yeah. working it because we're yeah so this is episode this was episode six i'm so happy that we're we've gotten this far yeah, it's been really exciting. And just to recap, we're working through chapter two, which is there is a solution. Yeah. And we're we're talking about the twofold um, power that helps us to become sober, and that is both the fellowship and then the spiritual solution. We talked about the fellowship today, talked through various analogies, uh, and also shared a bit of our experience in terms of, you know, especially around obsession and what types of drinkers uh, we were, and there's three types of drinkers uh -huh. that we reviewed, uh, and just getting us a little bit more clear on what the problem is and being able to qualify yeah, ourselves properly. To, yeah, and again, to come into that. Um, so, yeah, I believe the second half will be speaking about... Um, 
psychic change yeah. and um, spiritual yeah. experience. And some people... Uh, that, that is related to the same thing, though, right? Yeah. That's the same thing. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, it all has spiritual or psychic, whatever. Uh. <laughs> well, and kind of uh, teasing that out a bit more, because I think for some, it feels fairly inaccessible for understandable reasons. And, you know, how there's many different components to it. So yeah, and, and then we'll probably share on our spiritual... Yes experience as well um yeah stay tuned um yeah finish this off kai you've been doing such a good job thank Thank you for leading again absolutely and uh yeah stay tuned and uh, and also you know stay connected with us uh on queer drunk squad instagram as well as if you want to email us queerdrunksquad at gmail.com uh and also if you could um just drop us a review uh wherever you get your podcasts uh, because that would be really helpful to getting us on the map uh but also for us to understand what you like about us what's not working so well and we can you yeah know, we can hopefully to, fix that well, yeah. <laughs> and if it's me that I'm <laughs> I'm sorry I'm here for the long haul anyways thanks everyone and uh, thank you guys stay clear okay bye